Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 476. I just translated that from Wookiee for you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so Tony and I discussed some books, uh, movies, shows, you know, Christmas things, not Christmas. Yep, exactly. Not Christmas things as well. And uh, just, you know, have a good old time together, I guess. <laughs> I just realized you never told me what the name of the podcast is. <laughs> what is the name of the podcast? Life Day. Is it just Life Day? I don't know. This bit is going nowhere, but I will translate for, for my Wookiee self and... Grab a cold one or some eggnog, enjoy this holiday season with friends and family alike, and enjoy Drunken Comics Podcast, episode 476, Happy Life Day. Yep, Happy Life Day. <laughs> Frosty says when he puts the head on. Oh, I was trying to. Th- I was trying to think of like a a fun Christmassy type way to go, and I was gonna be like Heidi Ho, but then I was like, no, that's Ned Flanders. Which isn't that what um, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh says? Oh, Heidi Ho. That's what. Okay, yes. So that is. I, <laughs> I guess I could have gone with the poop, the Frosty. That seems more drunk on comics accurate than Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't know. All those people were on something thinking of so many. <laughs> oh my real. gosh. And then he melts and dies, and it's such a macabre sort of tale. Does he? He, he melts and dies, right? No. Yeah, he does. No, he does eventually. Magic. Oh, no, he's not. The hat's magic. No, because they sent him, I think, <laughs> north is what they were getting him to oh. train. It's been forever since. Oh my God. Right? Like eight, I think, is the last time I, I watched that. I know you don't really watch TV. I don't watch TV with commercials a lot, but. It was two weeks ago. I was watching a football game at live TV, and so there's commercials, what? which I don't, I don't know what those are. <laughs> the funniest commercial I've ever seen. It was this little girl who made the snowman, and then she brought it in the house once you know it started getting warm and everything, and left it in the freezer, and then it showed you know like the summertime and everything, and it was still in the freezer. And then the next year, it's cold out again. She puts it outside out front and some kid with a bike just runs right over it and smashes it (laughs) and i don't even remember what the fuck they were selling but that was just so like hilarious because again it was one of those commercials where i was like this is kind of dumb like why would you that's how you create somebody like the fire starter like (laughs) or carrie Sounds like the beginning of a horror movie to Mrs. me. Mrs. Freeze. Oh my god. I would have like ran and pulled that kid off of his bike and just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but it was so fucking hilarious that... Oh man. To me, I busted out laughing and so did my buddy Mike was watching football with me and uh, yeah, it 
to this day. Really one of the few commercials I've seen in a long time, because as is. Yeah, we it's, avoid them as as much as possible. Well, it's funny, too, with uh, my niece and nephews, because, again, you know, people that just have Netflix and Hulu and stuff, like, yes, Hulu, there is a couple ads, but they're the same vitamin or whatever. Only thing. if you don't pay for Hulu. Okay, that's that's me. <laughs> but uh, my brother's kids don't normally see commercials. And one time when they were at my mom's house, they were watching TV and commercials for toys. Uh. And they're at the age now that they can start asking for things for Christmas. Yeah. And what? There's that? Because there's there's no Toys R Us's anymore. Right. Like, there's, you know, sometimes when I am watching them or going to the store and they're with me, like, we'll go to the toy aisle and look at some things. But, like, the toy aisles at, like, local grocery stores are not as huge as a huge freaking toy store that has everything. Right. And I feel sad for them. I, yes, I will say I do feel a little sad for them. But I also think maybe we're just raising an entire generation of super non-materialistic children. I mean, that would be good because no no one should grow up like me with all our my cartoons stuff. were our cartoons were giant commercials for toys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that is very very true. I, mean, I like to pretend that they're not. Like they Transformers had a heart. Yeah. Okay. And and a giant toy line. To go along with that giant heart. <laughs> and the toys were so cool. Yeah. Toys, I mean, you know, the toys these days are even better. But it's funny that when you think about how maybe just the kids don't know what's out there these days. Interesting. Yeah, I can't wait till uh, I get to open all my toys that I bought for yeah, myself for Christmas. the ones you bought for yourself for But I'm going to pretend like yeah. I got them from somewhere else. <laughs> Oh, well, um, yes, it is uh, holiday time. I know, we need, like, jingle bells, like one of those sticks Oh yeah. that have the jingle bells on them, so we can make it sound more Christmassy yes. up in here, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking at all your Christmas decor in our recording studio here, including what looks like a penis Santa. I think it's actually a saint, or is it a Santa? No, it's St. Peter. Ah, that makes sense. It looks like a penis. Because, yes. Because <laughs> of the name. Did uh, you know that St. Nicholas is the the patron saint of prostitutes? No. Because one of his legends is that every night for three nights in a row, he dropped a bag of money through this window for this family that had three girls that were going to have to be sold into prostitution, but now instead their dad could pay a dowry to marry him off. Oh, I don't know cool. why that makes him the patron saint of prostitutes. It sounds like it's the patron saint of anti-prostitution. Yeah. Uh, Anti-sex trafficking. Yeah. There's also a, a story about St. Nicholas that he raised three children from the dead who had been pickled by a local butcher because there was a meat shortage and they were going to chop the children up to sell them as meat. But instead, St. Nicholas saved them and raised them from the... And I'm like, why isn't this the Santa Claus that we all know and love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love there to be a tradition around pickled children. 
<laughs> well, as you point out, uh, some of my decor, I have my Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah. And a lot of people always ask why I have a, a Wookiee mask uh, hanging on the wall as because well. Because it's... Uh, life Day. Life Day, yeah. Yeah. When I explain that, you can tell who's nerdy, which they would... Or somewhat nerdy to at least get that reference. Mm-hmm. Or people that just flies over their head like, I, that's a Star Wars person. What is fuck yeah. is Life Day? I would imagine there's a, a ton of people out there that don't even know about the Star Wars Christmas special, which makes me sad. Yeah. I'm sorry, Star Wars Holiday Special. I don't think they called it a Christmas special. No, Holiday Christmas. I mean, yeah. you know, we are very uh, inclusive in all the holidays. but Faux show, all the presents, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I would celebrate all of them if I get more presents. <laughs> We're super greedy over here. A bunch of Scrooges. <laughs> We're caring Scrooges. Except that we do this every week and give it to you for free because we love you. So we're not that greedy. Like I wait wait till the day that I'm a millionaire so that I can at least start paying myself to, to do this. And giving you a little bit of something on the side. Listen, if you figured out how to be a millionaire, I will already have been a millionaire for a while. So, what are you saying that you once I find out, like you'll be like, oh, I already knew that years ago. If anyone's on the track to be a millionaire, it would be me. Well, speaking of millions, Spider-Man is just raking in the yes. dough. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, went and saw that, and it is, and and I don't think anything will ever top my list, and so I always have to say that it it doesn't count, but Infinity War and Endgame, I count them as one movie. Yeah, you gotta. And nothing can just beat that because of the sheer what it was, and I, I think whatever they have that finishes off, like, ties all these other movies together too it's gonna probably make billions but like it just it won't be that first that holy shit this universe came together right and just even thinking about the on your left and then those portals opening still gives me goosebumps like holy shit but spider-man no way home is probably one of my then favorite besides those two movies in the mcu like Everything in it hit the right notes, the right nostalgia, uh, the the surprises, the the how it came about, everything and anything. I thought it was great, and I'm doing a good job of not spoiling it because someone. Well, it's not just me. You have to think about. There's lots of people out there who haven't seen it yet, so you should give at least a week for spoiler-free content. It is about a week. No, it's not. It'll be by the time <laughs> I post this, so yes, it will be. And uh, oh, it was, yeah, I, I'm, I really won't spoil it uh, without saying anything else, but going to the money-wise, uh, this is now the second uh, best five-day gross of all time, coming in at... Uh, Three hundred and twenty-eight point seven million domestic box office throughout the last five days. Um, the only, the one that has first place that I don't think will ever get beaten is uh, Endgame that had four hundred twenty-seven million. Um, this beats for the highest December five-day gross of all time, which was Star Wars: The Force Awakens at three hundred twenty-five. Which 
don't know if people really care about the numbers, but when we've talked about movies before during the pandemic age, you know, they always have to preface it of what has made the most money then. And currently, as of this recording, it is No Time to Die made $774 million total. But this is Spider-Man just starting. And so far, total, it's at $751 million, which that will probably get blown out of the water the second weekend that it's out. Yeah. So it's... It's, it's on its way. It's gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be the the highest grossing pandemic movie, and it was just so good. It's one of those things where we are all about being safe here. I'm gonna say something I'll regret later, but try to go go see it during the daytime. Take off of work. Don't go when it's crowded, obviously for sure. reason. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where it will make you forget about the world and just be happy. Um, it it really did for for that however long the movie is two hours two and a half hours whatever it just made me engrossed in what's going on and one of my friends said said this too which made it a perfect sense of this was funnier than a a, a comedy because Marvel just does that with right. with their writing and just their quips and that's how Spider Man is the one liners uh, to where it's serious at points but then. Spider-Man throws in a joke that then, you know, alleviates the tension and you're laughing your ass off. So, so good. Yeah, I saw it. So I was trying to find it and I couldn't. But so Donnie Cates um, had tweeted something about going to see it. And it was just so sweet because he was like, Spider-Man was my best friend, you know, when I was a kid, and this movie was so amazing, and it's the closest thing I've ever seen to, like, a comic book on the screen. I mean, given all the Marvel movies and stuff, he still was like, this is the closest thing you will ever get to, like, a pure comic book on the screen. Yeah, and, and okay, this is the one thing that, well, it, it said it in the, the previews. Partially, this is kind of a... Uh, no time to, to die uh, storyline of but instead of Mephisto or maybe it could be I don't want to spoil it but Ugh, it's, it's not gross. Uh, but it would have been awesome if it was or maybe I'm lying who knows <laughs> <laughs> don't want to spoil anything but the, uh, there's mainly that is a huge point of it too with people forgetting and or how that goes about uh, and that's all I will say about that but um, something that has recently come out because now that the movie is out, they can kind of let loose with some of the, some of the behind the scenes, some of the secrets, some of the cast that had came on. Because even though we are uh, new, uh, Jamie Fox Electro was going to be in it, right. um, and everything. Uh, William Defoe, Willem. we we know William Defoe. Oh, what did I say? William. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mom. And I've said that before too. I think I cracked you every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had said that when he initially was asked to come on, they didn't have a script yet. And he said flat out, if he's going to do this, he wants to be not just a walk on cameo and he wants to do his own stunts and holy shit, if it's CGI or whatever, but he looked almost a little bit younger yeah. than he's had in other movies. So he's either working out or whatever, but he just seemed to be having a good time on the movie. Well, I'm Defoe's the best man. He's great. And that's the one thing I'll say, too. A lot of the... There was a lot more uh, time with the people that I thought were just going to be, you know, 
random cameo and appearances. Out. And so that also led to some awesomeness. But um, one of the things that I've just learned uh, as of today is, do you remember last year uh, the young boy who saved his sister from that dog attack? Yes. His name is uh, Bridger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, We I made fun of his name. Yes, you're a bitch. <laughs> I am a bitch. <laughs> Actually, I hate you now. I don't know why we're friends. So, uh, during that time, there had been plenty of superheroes or pe- actors that were superheroes who were commending him for what his words were to the first reporter of, if anyone was going to die, it should have been me type thing. Yeah. Like that just wrote, th- and this boy still, you know, it's humble. Just he did what he had to do. He's got a scar, obviously, from the dog attack, but things are going good and stuff in his life. But at the time, uh, Chris Evans had like you know sent him a Captain America shield, and Robert Downey Jr. you know texted him stuff. Well, Tom Holland at the time had said you know I'll take you on set to the next Spider-Man film. Well, obviously they filmed this last year, but they couldn't really kind of talk about some behind the scenes yet until now. So it's now been released that. He brought the family on set, got to swing Aww. them through the air, like when he was practicing some of the scenes. Um, Zendaya to the little sister, you know, it was like nice nails and everything. Just they were just so <laughs> hospitable and what a weird thing to bring up. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, I was reading about this, so that was one of the things. That and Zendaya was like, "Nice nails, girl." <laughs> trying to say a feel-good story here for the holidays and you're still being a bitch i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm a scrooge i told you <laughs> but i thought that was really nice to tom holland and yes, the whole cast he's a everything sweetheart he really is i watched the um hot ones, hot ones yeah. interview with that him was and hilarious. it was good yeah it was really good i like he's like i'm always gonna think of this now <laughs> next time i need to cry yep yep yeah, that was a good one. No, he's he's a good people. Yeah, and he's I one of my favorites. But then again, too, I, I we wouldn't be anywhere without Toby. Oh, and yeah. then I even still liked Andrew Garfield. I loved Andrew Garfield. I liked I like I mean, obviously you have to give it up to Toby and not even to Toby, but to Sam Raimi. Right, for doing the first Spider-Man movies. Because even though we had Blade, and I think maybe the first X-Men had yeah. gone before them, like, the Spider-Man movies really kind of brought it into mainstream. Yeah. And, um... Well, especially, too, with the popularity of that property, Spider-Man was yeah. a lot bigger than X-Men at the time, and even still is, if you looked at right what they are. Yeah, and there's still, if you go back and watch those, there's still things, like... In the first movie, right, there was still the the Twin Towers were still with the webbing in between them. And then the, the scene, and I can't remember what, what one it was, where he stops the train. It Was that oh, in the first one? Yeah. And, like, it, yeah. it, and everyone picks him up. And I'm, I'm getting all misty just even talking about it. Like, they were good movies for the time. They took that first series too far. I thought the third one kind of just soured everyone's opinion of the whole franchise at that point. I think Tom Holland has really, yeah, really brought it back. All right, so I need to know because they try to try to so spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to know the answer to this, but I don't, but I need to know because in the second 
grouping of movies, the Andrew Garfield movies, they do the death of Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. right? The and it was I knew it was coming in that movie, and I still cried, but it was also really awesome to like hear everybody's reaction because they didn't know it was coming, and it's such an epic sort of part. But they alluded to a similar play out in this movie with Zendaya's character falling and Tom Holland going after her. But I would I would have to think that he did end up grabbing her. Uh, all I'm going to say, I don't want to spoil anything, is I cried. So. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> I said spoilers so people can skip forward and you can just tell me. <laughs> Was it sad tears or happy tears? <laughs> You'll have to go watch the movie to find out. Oh, but uh, that's all I'll say about the movie because I will start spoiling it with all the other Easter eggs and all the cool yeah. things that I saw in it. So yeah. let's get into some reviews before news. Right on. I uh, read a Christmas book. Oh, which one? I read the Archie um, Holiday Magic Special. Okay. <laughs> because there were so I didn't see any Marvel holiday books. Yeah, I didn't this either. Year. Um, DC had theirs, but it was also really long. Yeah, well, it had multi. I'm going to talk about that yeah. one. So, so I didn't read that one. And then, um, uh, Grimm had their theirs, and that was also looked like it was really long. Yep. And then and then it looked like maybe there was like specific like I think Vampirella had one and like though that franchise they did a couple of them. And then there was Archie <laughs> which wasn't really long. And I don't read Archie normally. And I'm always surprised that it still is out there cuz I'm like who is reading Archie? Like who's the <laughs> yeah. demographic for these? Like Archie got real cool for a minute when it was like Afterlife with Archie and then the the Sabrina shit and then even the Josie and the Pussycats I think had a like they were witches or something at some mm-hmm. point. Um and I was reminded why I don't read Archie in this book. And it's not that it was bad. The art in it was actually really great. It kind of runs through like the um the night is it the night before? Not the night before Christmas. The um, nightmare before Christmas. No, no, no. The Scrooge story. Oh, uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, it runs through the Christmas Carol plot, right? So, it has three distinct stories that have to do with past, present, future in Archie's life. Like this little fairy, sugar plum fairy, shows up and takes Archie through the past, present, future. But this is the issue he's trying to resolve and why the fairy shows up is because, oh, I'm having such a hard time picking between Penny and Veronica. (laughs) I fucking hate that guy because, first off, make a choice. But secondly, damn, dude, like, what the fuck? I know. I know. And you know what? You know what the resolution... So... Just because I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast is, like, a hardcore Archie reader, and if they are, they've read this already, like, the resolution to the story was that him not being able to decide between the two is the best for everybody. Because it drives Betty and Veronica to, like, like the the future story is that Archie has gone to the city and couldn't make it, so he comes back to Riverdale... And when he comes back, he sees that Betty and Veronica had opened a like a baking like a bake shop together, 
and he found out that when they were in high school, anytime that Archie was with Veronica, Betty or Veronica would bake Betty some brownies to be like, I'm so sorry, I'm with Archie right now. Here's some food. And whenever Archie was with Betty, she would make cookies for Veronica. Oh. And them being always consistently being like put against each other by this boy made them into really great bakers. <laughs> <laughs> So they opened up this bake shop. I was thinking actually more uh, nefarious reasons of I'm with him. I'm going to make the other one fat so he'll never go <laughs> to mean, the other one. No, it was more. It was more like uh, I'm. Uh, um. Oh, here's your here's your your second runner up prize. I made you some cookies. Um. So it was. <laughs> it, was just, it was a little a little odd. Um. And it didn't have a lot to do with Christmas for being a holiday special, other than they, they followed the Christmas Carol um, kind of breakdown of the story. Um, so I do have to say, though, the art in it was really good. Um, they went through a bunch of different styles because they had different artists for each part of the story. Um, and the one that they did in the middle that was focused on Jughead... Um, and how somehow how Archie not being able to decide between these two girls made Jughead a better, more caring person. I don't know. It's very sort of like loosely glued together stories. Um, but the art in it is very like anime, like old school anime style, like speed racer sort of anime style. And um, they made Jughead look real nice. Like, you remember what Jughead used to look like? And then they did Riverdale, the TV series, mm -hmm. and it was one of the Sprouse boys, and all of a sudden Jughead was, like, super hot. Like, the game now. I know, and now it's like in the comics they have to also make him hot because of one of the Sprouse boys mm -hmm. being Jughead. So whilst I will argue that it's not, like, I, I call shenanigans on them calling it a holiday special, like, it's it's like Die Hard, right? Die Hard, people try to say it's a Christmas movie. It's just an action movie that happens during Christmas. Whereas this is an Archie book that happens during Christmas. <laughs> so, um, it's too... This specific story is too cheeseball and, like, <laughs> also, like... It, insulting as a female to for me to like really enjoy but there were some cute parts to it and the art was really really good it, it it's interesting to me i don't know if they pull in great artists because they do get a lot of reads still or like that's just where artists go to be like i did archie <laughs> look at me notch off the list you know sort of thing mm -hmm. but so that's that's the christmas Christmas book I read. And I'm going to say Christmas in air quotes because I don't really. Other, Hol holiday book. Yeah, other than, like I said, them using like the Christmas Carol trope of him being sent back to look at his past and his future and all of that shit because he's having a hard time picking between fucking girls. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what I read Christmassy was the DC Very Merry Multiverse and 2021 and 
it had it's a, another one of those big books that they okay. come out with a couple times uh, you know a year that has multiple different stories of different characters and so I'm gonna kind of pick two. Uh, first off, whenever there's a Mister Freeze story, I always love those, and that was the first one that I read anyways uh, in this grouping of of stories. And it starts off with Robin going about, and the art made me feel kind of like it was like. Batman, the animated series, oh, a bit. Yeah. So I'm almost. I'm. Is it Bruce Tim? Who? Well, wasn't it Dick Grayson in that one as Robin? They didn't say which Robin this was, but I felt like it was mm. the Dick Grayson, possibly. Yeah. Do you know who did the art on it in this story? I mean, yes, I could find out. <laughs> just a sec. Uh, the art is Jordan Gibson. Okay. They definitely leaned into like the whole Bruce Tim style in that um but you're asking who the robin was in batman the animated series i mean that was dick grayson wasn't it i i from my remembered but god it's been forever i know uh it was dick grayson okay so going along uh with how it's winter time and mr freeze coming out there and everything he wasn't even there to really uh freeze anything he was just strolling along down the road and then of course with a giant gun yeah but that's just him walking along <laughs> it's not threatening at all i mean towards the end uh <laughs> robin kind of says like you reminiscing walking down is kind of different than what most people would think but then they start fighting so then he starts freezing shit uh because they're fighting and then it gets to a point where then all of a sudden uh he kind of explains of like i wasn't even trying you know there was some innocence and that's when robin was going to try to like you know save them everything and he's like freeze like whoa no i'm just here because one of his fond childhood memories was looking in one of these stores uh at you know christmas window shopping Mm. and the reason why robin was down there uh, dick grayson was down there was to buy a present for bruce which when you get the person that is world's richest person and he ended up finding an action figure for him which bruce said was really happy about at the end was it a batman action figure um no it was the gray uh gray ghost gray ghost yep that's cool and then he got alfred a um santa type teapot teapot nice which he also enjoyed but uh what was really cute about this is that it was again because i think mr freeze I like the stories where it shows he is one of the best complex bad guys, I feel like, because of his motivations and everything, kind of are more on the, not the need to get rich and pure, it's just... No, he wants to save his yeah, wife. Yeah, and, and who can fault someone for that? Yeah. And so, with this, at the end, he even surrenders, you know, after finally getting to go, why he went down the street anyways, to look at, you know, the store... And uh, what was nice was Robin took a picture of him looking in the storefront. So after he gave the presents, he sent one to freeze in jail of him looking at the storefront. And it's like one of those kind of like, you know, it's even though it's you might not get the person and hit the mark of what they're getting, it's a thought that counts. And it was just kind of a nice little feel-good story. Aww. So that was one of them that I really enjoyed. And you know who one of my favorite DC characters is, right? Let's leave a long pause here while I know, you think. I know. Shit. 
because I talk about it all the time in these uh, giant stories. Is it? Are you talking about a hero or a villain? Well, I guess it depends on how you're looking at the person. Okay, so it's a villain. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> oh my god, I'm totally blanking. Bizarro. So he uh, is a villain. Yeah. He's the biggest villain of uh, his uh, world. His world, yeah. Uh, That's right. And so, I, I just, I, I'm going to verbatim say the first couple words, uh, like, what this book, or this story was about, because, holy shit, where I love having to digest what I just read, uh, because it's so hard to understand a bizarro story in the way the writing is, and I, to this day, don't know how they do that. I feel like they write it the way that they want the artist to kind of make the panels, but then they have to go in and like do opposite, you know, antonyms for half the words in here. At the start of the years on the planet uh, HTRAE, so how do you say? Tetray? It's uh, Earth backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarro's nowhere separate to no take a holiday from their irregular routine of passionate purpose and action. Not across the six sides of Hatrate, nobody mourns in many different ways through 14 and 8 twelfth days of more than maximum wage work with lots of benefits. What? Exactly. <laughs> Normally when I'm reading these, like, they're not that hard. This one was, the writers were very uh, bizarro-y in their writing, and it, it was a head-scratcher that it really took me, like, five days to read the same fucking couple-page story because you had to digest it and understand what they're saying. Typically, what you can try to do is just, whenever you see a not, just skip that word and you'll kind of get to what they're trying to mean. Because even in the beginning, uh, Lex Luxor is uh, Bizarro's worst enemy which and this world makes him his best friend because it's opposite of everything there's just uh, there's so many things within the story it was him fighting i i don't know who these analogs are supposed to be for i think one of them was a mr freeze that shot fire because he pretty much looked like mr freeze a bit but like yeah in this world it's more terrifying yeah (laughs) Uh, there, you know, there's there's a part in here where the the guys uh, I I want no I want no revenge and like a guy goes uh, oh, where the fuck was it he's explaining to him to to not take a take a uh, I said take a break but take a take a fix or something and you're like what. Half the time you're just like, I don't even know what this opposite word's supposed to be right. for like the saying. Yeah. So there's not all words have opposites, but I guess break is the but in your head you're thinking like it's not the same break, right? So you really have to do like a direct, just lateral thinking when it comes well, to like, that sort of stuff. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No. For them it's that's definitely a bird and a plane. <laughs> Hey, oh, this was another one. Hey, what takes? Instead of, hey, what gives? Ah. That one I kind of understand. Time to live, is one of the bad guys say. Time to die? Yeah. How come all the words aren't backwards? If it's time to to die, wouldn't it be like, 
What's the opposite? No, that's of what he's saying. Time to live means then you're gonna die. Right, but actions are different than words. So you can still say it's I mean what's So opposite? you wouldn't use the opposite of time? What is the opposite what's, yeah, of time? There is no yeah, there's no space to live. <laughs> Again, we're we're dissecting the English language a little too much in these stories. I enjoy it for that purpose of stories. Um this wasn't even really a Christmassy uh, holiday one, except for by the end, he uses his his heat ray, aka his cold ray, to make a new polar ice cap. And even that, I still had to try to decipher of like what the fuck just happened. He you made know? his heat ray to. That's what he calls it, but then it's a frost ray that okay. comes out of his eyes or out of his. Uh, oh right, his, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. The mental gymnastics you have to do to Again, read. normally when I read these, not as hard as this one. This one had a lot more... Because even then, too, normally there will be the... What do you, what would you call the box text? Like, narrator or something that sometimes can explain mm-hmm. a little bit of mm-hmm. what is supposed to be going the, on in this The scene. voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so much in this, because the, the voiceover text was just as bizarro as bizarro. So... And there's a penguin story and, you know, a Superman story. And, you know, there's other stories within this book that uh all good and fun. And while going on comic books, too, because as you mentioned it before, I did read the grim fairy tales, but I was kind of having that as the booze in a book. Ah. So booze in a book was the grim universe's uh, quarterly Christmas holiday special. special and what we're going to pair that with because the narrator in that book I thought there'd be a lot more of the main uh run-of-the-mill characters from Grimm but it had Krampus uh who was the kind of the narrator who there were some short stories uh throughout as most of these do that he was the narrator for but it would have been better if he kind of like showed up except for the end when he does um but with that, uh, pairing this with a, a, cramp, a tea and Krampus cocktail. Tea and Krampus? Yes. And ultimately, I picked this because it sounds amazing. It seems pretty much just like a Long Island, pretty much. It is one and a half ounces of rum, mm. um, one and a half ounce uh, of more rum, um, Are they two different types of rum? Yes. Okay. At, well, and, and the one that I'm reading, Appleton Estate Reserve Rum and Karuba Original Ben Rum, like, fuck that. No, just rum and rum. <laughs> um, half ounce of blackberry liqueur. Um, one ounce lime juice. Um, half ounce pineapple juice. Some vanilla syrup. Um, dash of bitters and some garnishes, uh, which was be nutmeg. Mm. And it sounds... Tea and Krampus. Yeah. I don't even know where the tea comes into, but... I don't know, but it's just a play on tea and crumpets. So who knows where they got the... I mean, why is it called a Long Island iced tea? There's no fucking tea in that shit either. Yeah. True. I guess I've never really thought of that. So before we move on, I there's another book I want to talk about. 
that we, I was going to talk that about is last... Christmassy? No, that I was going to talk about last week, but we decided that... Well, Tony decided he was too emotionally sensitive and, and also in pain to do the podcast, and we just had a um, friend day instead. <laughs> <laughs> but... <clears throat> We so, laugh because it is true. <laughs> so my girl, Ayolanda Zanfardino, had another book come out. So that's her third book in like the span of six months. Yeah, holy that came shit. out. So she did Alice in Leatherland, and she also had just the second issue of her book, A Thing Called Truth, come out. And then now she's got this new book. So a thing called Truth is coming out through Image. This is coming out through Black Mask. And it's called <clears throat> Hecate. I don't know how to say this name. Hecate. 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 It's Greek. It's a Greek god, this. But I don't know the exact pronunciation or how it's supposed I always to thought be it was Hecate, but... We'll go with that. Hecate's will. So... Um, so I read the first one because Black Mask is very kind to us and sends us stuff to read every once in a while. Um, and the, so she, Ayolanda is the writer and the artist on this book, whereas in the previous books that she has done, she's only been the writer. Um, so, uh, I found that pretty interesting. And this seems to be kind of a more deeply personal book. It's about an artist who... Is, like the first issue just introduces the character and kind of sets the plot going but the very first page of the comic basically just says that hold on let me pull it up here I have too many tabs open um, <clears throat> isn't making art just proudly showing your scars off to the world hmm. so uh, because she's over in Europe and not on the same time schedule as us. We'll never be able to talk to her, but I did email her a couple questions, which she sh so kindly answered. Because one of my questions was, I don't know if you remember Alice in Leatherland, but it was very monochromatic yeah. in its color scheme. Well, this book is the same way. So I asked her if she was drawn to that sort of coloring, and she said that she loves books colorized or colored in a stylized way. Um, because she thinks that it helps focus on the story more than the appearance. But the other book that she's doing is is more colorized. Yeah, I was going to say, I really like that one. Yeah, and she said that she is, she found that she's also very excited about communicating emotions through color in that book. So she's kind of torn between those two worlds where having the, the kind of more of the monochromatic is like you can really focus on what's being said and done and instead of like the flashy colors but also realizing that color can be very important to the story um i asked her um if she was crazy for <laughs> in so many words putting out three books so close together um and she said yes she's very overworked <laughs> mm. But she's a workaholic. So she actually wrote this book before she wrote Alice in Leatherland. Um, and that it was during a very hard period in her life. And this one was kind of like a, a therapy. Like she, it was very therapeutic for her to get this out. So it's definitely going to be a story, I think, that is a little more telling about who she is as a person. 
which I think she's great. <laughs> As you can tell, if I were to pick like who my favorite creator for 2021 is, it would definitely be her. Um, as everyone who listens to this podcast and Tony knows, um, I asked her, um, what it was like being the writer and the artist on this book instead of just the writer. Um, and she said that she chose to be the writer and the artist cause it's a more intimate story. And, um, when she was writing and working on it, she, almost got to the point where she was going like she was forgetting that somebody else was going to be reading this at the end of the day like that's how intimate and therapeutic the the work was so um she's very worried and scared that people aren't gonna like it because it is opening basically Mm -hmm. showing your scars off to the world so it's gonna be a book where like Whereas the other two of people, I mean, if you're an artist and someone doesn't like your stuff, it sucks. Yeah. But like this one. More personal. Yeah. So if somebody's like, oh, this was not as good as your other ones, like it's going to gonna affect her more than what the other ones would, I would imagine. So I think it's off to a great start. I love all the other stuff that she's done. So I would be crazy weird if this was like, got a couple issues in and was like, <laughs> I can't even imagine that happening. So, but she was so kind to to send those answers off to me um and give me a little insight on what what she was doing with the book and stuff like that. So, That's really cool. Yeah. These are the perks of being part of Drunk on Comics right. and getting to talk to the artists and the writers you and know, the comic creators. You know, they're I mean, they're all crazy, unique, great people who are just pouring themselves out into the world in a way that um, oftentimes, like, people just shit on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people I, people have such a hard time just enjoying things, I think. Or, like, even today, as, as far as comic books have come with the indie stuff and it being more, you know, it's not just capes anymore. There's a lot of other stuff that goes on, but Thanks to Marvel, like, the focus still does tend to be on, like, the superhero stuff. And I think that um, it's important that us, as podcast artists, (laughs) that's what I'm going to start calling us now, podcast artists. (laughs) I'm cool with that. Put it on our resumes. Um, Still make sure that we're, like, championing the people who are, are, you know, putting non-mainstream stuff out there. There you go. Before I forget, and we cancel again, and and before I know it, it's like three months down the road. I'm like, oh, yeah, those questions I asked you. Yeah. (laughs) No, and I know you wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Alice in Leatherland, like, I don't know if we're going to do a best of 2021 podcast like we normally do, but if we don't, I'm going to throw this out there now. Alice in Leatherland was my favorite book that came out last year. I thought it was so adorable and kinky. Like, how many times do those things get combined? <laughs> um, The Witcher Season 2 came out. Oh, yeah. It did. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You watched the whole thing already? I don't do much but watch TV shows. I don't even think I finished watching the first season. Did you not like it? No, I did. Oh. I just... Sometimes I just stopped doing... <laughs> 
flinch. You need to be more committed. Sometimes I just stop doing it. I am totally, like, I am the person that will get, I'll, I'll pick up a book and I'll get to, like, the last 50 pages and I'll just stop reading it. Not because I didn't like it. It's just, I just, that's where I'm done. So, that kind of, that's kind of what happened with The Witcher. So, Netflix, uh, they don't really talk about, like, viewing, like, how many people viewed or anything, but they kind of go with how many hours have been watched and they said within the first uh, three days of the second season of Witcher coming out 142.4 million hours were wow. watched that's huge yeah like I don't I, I don't know any other numbers of like what some other you know series have come out with but like that's that's a lot yeah people love uh love that show they love Henry Oh, man, that show, like, really... I saw someone's post of, like, I don't know if my ovaries are ready or something like that. Oh, and, God. <laughs> and when I saw that, I go, you know, if I was in that world, I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably be gay. I, <laughs> um, you know, he was all right in Superman, and, and, and I don't think, like, his all rightness wasn't him. No, right? I, th- I well, he keeps saying he wants to do another one, yeah. and I, and I think... Give him a shot if he wants to do it. And, and still, to this day, I will not... I think what they did with Man of Steel was awesome in a new direction, but then the Batman vs. Superman to rush this whole uh, Justice League, right. they could have did a little more grittier of a just. I like... It didn't need to be as dark as it was, because then you didn't fucking see anything, because it was all grayscale oh, yeah. and dark. <laughs> but you could have a little more bitter Superman... like. Still got to be more to his morals and everything, but like, there's just a lot of shit that yeah. I hate about what they've done with yeah. those movies. And this, so that, that, so me bringing up Superman wasn't meant to be like a sidetrack into oh. how yeah. terrible yeah. those movies were. It was more like when they announced, that, and I'm not, I didn't play, I didn't read or play, I don't know, The Witcher was a video game or a book, comic book. I'm not really sure what the origin of the story is, where it, what medium it came from originally. But I never did any of that stuff, so I was coming into it from, like, a fresh perspective. And um, not only did he look good, I mean, he looked good as Superman, too, but he looks really good in this. Um, His acting in it is different, right, than Superman, which one would hope, but, like, more so meaning that it shows that he's got range, which his career could have been over after Superman. You know what I mean? I I'll say this: There's the one movie, the the is it the man who says no, or it's something of some spy type uh, movie that he's in. Oh, wow. Do you know that I just I didn't really care for the movie. Yeah. And so I kind of did associate a little is bit it with the man from Uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a remake of an old like. Yes, 60s and I should like that spy type yeah. stuff. I just felt like. He was too Superman-ish of a person to be believable as, like, a spy. And then he was in one of the Mission Impossibles where right. I was like, okay, I could see him as kind of a thug in that, but the, the man the from The arm Uncle... guns really kind of... Yes. <laughs> but the dude can act. And yeah. I know going into this season, because the Witcher as the character doesn't talk a lot, he wanted to talk more, and spoiler, he does a, a lot more, but it, it all seems to be part of, like... It was yeah. just a good season. The story going along. Did it 
So Netflix, so this is the second season, and Netflix has a habit of canceling shows after its third season because that's when they renegotiate all their Mm -hmm. contracts. Um, So do you think three and done, or do you think this has got the power to... Oh, definitely. For the numbers that they pulled in for this season, I think they're going to go for all... And what the creators have said is they're not going to do anything outside the books uh, once they get to the ending. That's kind of how it goes. Obviously, not everything can be direct adaptions. I haven't read the books, but some of my friends that have mm-hmm. and played the games have said, yeah, this is how it goes in the in the the game or the book and different, but it gets to the same ending yeah. and how it will go about. Um, I did just look up some other numbers for the first three days, and this is why I really think, yeah, they're going to be all the way for Witcher. So when Cowboy Bebop, uh, the live action that came out uh month ago so ago mm-hmm. uh its first three days had 21.6 million hours streamed so remember i said 142 million um there was another series that that came out that also had 34 point, uh, million but squid game everyone's talking about that mm-hmm. when that first came out that only had 63.1 million right so this is going to either be the talk of the town or just everyone binge watched it and then they're not going to talk about as much as Squid Game because no one can go outside without knowing Squid Game. Well, that that's because it was new and different. True. And having worked in a video store for a really long time, you did you? There was a dubbed version. Was it dubbed or was it subtitled? Uh, it was dubbed. Dubbed. That's right. I was going to say, getting Americans to read subtitles is hard, but it was stubbed, so that ruins that argument. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> But yeah, that's I, why. I like that's reading. why so many people watched it, is because it wasn't I mean, subtitled. it was good, and it was different. I remember I, I streamed it, because I didn't have shit going yeah, on. Yeah, man, it was, I, I watched mean, everything. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, Speaking of good stuff, and I haven't watched the latest episode, because I think it's today that it's on, or... Yeah, they're not taking a break for the holidays on Disney Plus, are they? The new Hawkeye came out today. Yes, we're recording on. Yeah, I haven't watched either, but let's talk about last week because we did get to see him at the very end—a really grainy picture of my man Vincent (laughs) D'Onofrio. And holy cow! uh, There's there's things that I'm hoping they're going to happen in this one. From other things that I've seen. Uh, I don't know how they're going to wrap up all these loose threads that they have going on. Uh, so obviously when we post this, most people have watched it by now. Mm-hmm. But right. that's the first thing I'm going to do once we stop you recording know. is go watch that. Because I totally forgot. I just, I remember when I got to the end of it. Because you're, one of your biggest concerns was that they were going to hint and not show. Yeah. And they got to the end of it, and I was like, oh, there he is. And Josh was just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he's there. You see him? Did you and see him? And I called it that his, her mom was the one that called the hit. Oh, yeah. Because I was just like, when she was talking on the phone, I was like, it made it sound like she was just talking to a friend. I was like, yeah, that's going to come back, and you're going to find out. And I don't think... Uh, I keep forgetting his fucking name. Swordsman has anything to do with anything bad, like Swordsman I, he, Ronan. No, no, Swordsman, the stepdad. Now, oh, 
You know who Swordsman is, right? Comic book character? No, I don't know who Swordsman is. Oh, he is. was he was originally a bad guy. Is, uh, he, is he Swordsman? And then he became an Avenger. And he loves swords. Did you not hear him talk about that oh, five geez. times? And he's really good with swords. What a, that's like And a, actually, his uh, Jacques, I think his name. I don't know. He, his name is the person Swordsman okay. from the comic book. So. Yeah. I don't, I'm not deep, that deep dove into the, the, the D-level Avengers. <laughs> I mean, he kind of was, yes. Yeah, well, yes, he is. His name is Swordsman. Like. But he likes swords. That's, I mean, all of the, everyone, all the characters' names are stupid. I know, yeah. Hawkeye is the only one that has a name that's like, what does he do? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I, the, the best thing that I love about Hickman's run with the X-Men is talking about their names and how they can be silly, but it's you, it's your choice. It's yeah. you choosing, that is like your new name, fuck, you know, humanity yeah. and all that. And I'm like... I'm iBoy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay, they're still stupid sometimes, but hey, if that's what you want to go by... Go by it, I guess. I feel I feel like if I were in there, I would pick like something. Oh, what's a Deadpool movie? And she became popular. Deadpool two. Um, oh, the uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, that's just badass because again, that someone right. I'm picking a badass name. Oh yeah, doesn't matter what I do or my powers. I would do something like that, or I do something that has nothing to do with my powers, so that people don't know what I can do. Right. It's like picking your drag queen name. <laughs> you have really great ones like Jinx Monsoon, and then you have Bob the Drag Queen, <laughs> whose name isn't really Bob. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, James Gunn has released his uh, 2021 Awesome Mix. Oh, does he do that every year? Not that, uh, I don't remember there being a 2020 mix, hmm. uh, but... Is it because there's the new movie coming up soon? So he's pre-advertising? I, like, I feel like, yeah, that that's, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened or looked at what the, the tracks are, but, uh... Awesome well, mix. I mean, that's usually full of great, like, nostalgic sort of songs, right? Isn't that usually... Not, oh, I mean, I guess, yeah, hits at the time. They may not be the mainstream hits that you and me would know, um, but... And I don't even think these are the, the new uh, for this year, like, coming out this year. This is just his mix for what he's listening to now. This is favorite songs of the year, is what this says. I don't even listen to the radio anymore, so I don't even know what's what. I'm trying to find a listing here, but it doesn't doesn't show it. So, uh, big comic book news is Dark Horse Comics has been sold off. Oh, really? To uh, a Swedish video game company, the group uh, what? Embracer Group has bought all of Dark Horse's assets. Who knows what it could be about? I mean. Having other companies buy, like Disney buy Marvel doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Marvel went away. Uh, this is just another... Yeah, that was Disney buying Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but... 
This is a Swedish video game company. I'm sorry. When is the last time you played a Swedish video game, Tony? Do you know who makes video games? Most of them aren't made in Sweden. How do you know? Or what they do? <laughs> I'm just presenting what happened last week in the comic book industry. And this is one of the things. So Dark Horse was owned by Marvel at one point, wasn't it? Or was it DC? No, Dark thought, Horse has always been its own independent. I thought they were owned by one of those two at some point. In time. No, um, I know Vertigo was owned yeah. by DC. Nope, uh, Dark Horse has always been its own uh, mm. thing with uh, Sin City and Hellboy and Buffy, and they've had Star Wars and Aliens for the longest time. Yeah, and, and uh, it was founded in 1986, and those are about the tidbits that I know of, <laughs> of, of Dark Horse. Um. Uh. It's the third largest comics publisher in the United States. Is it really? That's what Not this says. more than Image? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe they look at Image as different publishers. It could they be are... because it's creator-owned. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Image, uh, Skybound. Kirkman's uh, label. Yep, yep. Is trying to buy Transformers and G.I. Joe. From IDW? Yeah. Well, I mean, so their IDW doesn't own it. Hasbro owns it. Right. IDW but Hasbro been licenses the, it yeah. to IDW, which they've had it since Dreamwave had the comic books of those uh, same suit. Uh, I want to say Dark Horse had G.I. Joe at one point, too, but um, publishing history, it's always been weird and everything. Right. Marvel had, obviously, Transformers originally. They probably had everything originally at some point. Uh, and so anyways, he wants to take that under, you know, Skybound. Zombie Transformers. We've already kind of, we had a, a weird what if type thing that was a, called Infestation that had Ghostbusters yeah, and all Rick that. Yeah, was Grimes thing. there? No. Oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't, that, that's jumping the shark a little too much. Of <laughs> yeah, I know. Optimus Prime biting someone's head off. Oh my god, you sold a ticket. I would go see that. <laughs> I mean, for the one scene, that would be cool, but I can't imagine giant robots that are infecting humans. Like, that'd just With be too nanovirus. Much. Yeah. Huh. But uh, I, I would be sad to see it go because I think IDW has done really well with it. And this is just them saying they want it. This right. is kind of like any other person saying, I want to play Superman. Like, Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen, yeah. especially with Hasbro also um, having taken on uh, Power Rangers under their portfolio, and now uh, IDW starting or has published those because they were at Boom, but I think they're heading towards IDW. They could still be at Boom. I don't know how all those. I'll have to look into those logistics now. Yeah. Publishing rights are... Uh, it gets uh, real real fuzzy. Yeah. It's real fuzzy out As long there. as you make good comics, I could give us two shits who's publishing. Yeah, I you know, I, if you make good comics and I, and the artists are, are, are being... Well, it's one of the things, too. Marvel... Treated fairly. Marvel still has, I think, uh, Dark Horse do some of the Star Wars uh, Elseworld-type books, too, because they had it for so long. Right. They know what they're doing how they marketed them so yeah. why wouldn't they do that i think i've seen a couple things uh idw for other 
like Avengers, but for younger age too. So it's like, yeah, don't put all your you know chickens in a basket. Right. Um, and then other than that, uh, I saw something that I don't think I want, but if I had lots of money, I would. And it is a giant Slimer prop. Oh. That you can uh, get right now. Uh, I still want to get the Neutrino wand and the um, the proton pack, but that's a lot of money as it is. How much do you think Slimer is? That Slimer? Yep. $5,000. No, only $549. Five hundred and ninety nine dollars Well, $549? Yeah, that's, that's what I just fucking said. I was looking at the 499 oh. Oh, well, they're saying that that was one that you could get before at a ah. costume prop place. But like, I want to meet the person that has that sort of expendable income. I saw a YouTuber person that I was just kind of pissed that they were making money off of YouTube because they were rich. Seeing this person's office, and they get some of the coolest fucking toys for free. Yeah, probably for free yeah. to promote. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, and the reason why I started watching this, cause they had some, they were either statues, which statues I don't really want, but they were doing some transformers, but there are some, uh, not going to Toys R Us type, you know, or Walmart aisle transformers. There are some custom mm, only mm-hmm. can get certain places cause anyone can make a mechanical robot to, uh, vehicle type thing so they're not really transformers trans bots they're whatever you'd call them sure trans something but yes this person was and i'm like looking at like i would really love that figurine oh 500 oh a thousand like fuck me man like i really want that i've really thought of a lot of i want a youtube channel now just so i can get free toys because we do good here with the free comics and the conventions, but yep. I'm going on to bigger, better things. You're trying to get some free free $500 Slimer. Yeah. What would you do with that? Well, that's why I was saying. That I don't really... This one I really don't want. I want the, the other props in, like I said, the Proton Pack and the Wand. Right. That's cool. And I still want a Ghost Trap, but those are going for like 500 bucks. I don't have that money. Hundred bucks, and I'd still say like oh, it's a little too expensive. But it's a want that I've wanted for a while. Um, can't wait till you see some of the things that I bought because you'll yell at me. But uh, eh, you know, they're kind of cool. It's the holiday season. Buy yourself some something good. Yep. I just so I just saw so the Flash movie is still happening. Apparently. Yep. Eventually, we'll get one. <laughs> yeah. They and they confirmed that Michael Shannon and I don't know how to say this name Aunt Anchi Trow, so General Zod and Feora mm-hmm. are going to be in the Flash movie. 
So I don't know what that means for the storyline. Are they going back to... Well, obviously, if it's Flashpoint, he's going to be time going to right. trip. So I could see him showing up at an event to undo some of yeah. what happened in Man of Steel. Yeah, maybe maybe this is going to be... Because it's still technically the Snyderverse. So maybe they're going to... Maybe Scott Snyder is finally like, maybe Superman shouldn't have destroyed yeah. all of Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> People need to live there still. <laughs> uh. um, my last little tidbit. It's kind of funny. Uh, so, Ryan Reynolds, like most people, likes to get pizza. And he's recently was on a podcast. And he just uh, mentioned just a fun story of he goes in there all the time. And the people there think he's Ben Affleck. And he's never had the heart to correct them. He looks nothing like Ben Affleck. No shit. We know this. <laughs> Who knows, you know, the type of people, you know, are they just straight up Italians that don't speak uh, any English and they know he's some famous actor, so they think... He's Ben Affleck. He's Ben Affleck. Like, That's so funny. I can only imagine it's some, you know, nice, good pizza, um, but probably, you know, people that aren't... <laughs> I feel like, do you feel like Ryan Reynolds has, has, his star has, has flown above Ben Affleck's at this point? I feel like So it. do you feel like he's downgraded himself is <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> By not being like, no, I'm more famous than that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to then send the autograph. He's like, I'm Ben Affleck. Yeah, my has been washed up. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Don't bother me. Poor Ben. He's living his best life with Jennifer Lopez right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You didn't know that they were back together? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. What? They're back, they've been back together for a while now. <laughs> you know what? The This year has just flown by, and that's just another point in case of... <laughs> I marked time by who J-Lo is dating now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're back to, like, 2008 or whatever whatever it was that they dated last. God, she's dated so many fucking people. Yeah. I mean, she's hot and good looking, and she can do whatever she wants because I mean, she's that's rich. true. I mean, I, I'm just saying that because I am jealous of Ben. So. Look at fucking Pete Davidson. That motherfucker is on the fucking Kim Kardashian right now, and it's like... I think he downgraded from some of his other hotties. How? Like, how? How does he care? <laughs> you want to talk about dating a lot of people? Like, Jesus. <laughs> um. Well, with that, uh, next week is going to be a special treat for everyone. Uh, normally, we do... Uh, Thanksgiving holiday bad movie review, but uh, we forwarded it to around the holidays now. So look forward to our very special Dune review, but not the new Dune, the nineteen eighty four David Lynch. David Lynch. David movie. Lynch Dune. God, it was it was fun, and I was glad that we drank and had fun while watching. It was a it good time. Um, and with that, I uh, hope everyone enjoys their holidays, and we will see you next year.